Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. I'm sure it being the 18th of March, that there's lots of hangovers, lots of uh, lots of fear out there at the moment. I think it's uh, fry ups, breakfast rolls, uh, maybe even the hair of the dog for a few people. But one lad that looks uh, bright eyed and bushy tailed on, on Zoom is Paul Fitzpatrick. But how was your Paddy's day? Oh, right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry no that's not not until Monday when we're talking like that actually um, okay. we'll, we'll get it <laughs> no my Paddy said wasn't too bad yeah no I had a, I had a couple of pints in uh, in Virginia last night saw a couple of killing care footballers out, out Damien and they weren't giving away much information All, I heard that um, Dudley Farrell hasn't trained hard but there's about a dozen of them going to London and that's all the info I could get so I promised them if they told me any more that I wouldn't reveal it on the podcast, but unfortunately they would, they're keeping very tight lipped these killing care boys. Ah, oh, you, you, you can't get anything out of them. Look, they're, they're, they're tight on all ends, them killing care boys to the arm. I understand that our, our Cavan Lives uh, presenter, Mark Farley, is on that trip over to uh, to to London. They're staying in, in Chelsea over in Stamford Bridge, the hotel at Stamford Bridge. So um, they're just hoping that there isn't any protests on the way in there for them supporting the Russian oligarchs. And, uh, there'll be in all sorts of trouble for that. But look, yeah. that'd be killing, killing, care. killing care are, are giving money to Russia. Is that what you're saying? Listen, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of stating it directly. You know, it's not even, it's not even, <laughs> I'm not even insinuating, I'm stating it as a factor. They're staying in Stanford Bridge Hotel, apparently. So, um, although uh, now I, I, am I sure that that's owned by uh, Abramovich? No, definitely not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Everybody's going to London. There's, there's, there's nobody in my circle of GA community that isn't going to London. Like, they're literally everybody jumping on a plane, either jumped on a plane yesterday, jumping on a plane today, or jumping on a plane tomorrow. And then there's a few that are jumping on the plane the day after. <laughs> the day after? Yeah, well, oh, as sorry, in as in coming back? No, as in going over on Sunday. You're oh, one of the few. Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's breaking my heart because, like, I mean, this is for someone who... Who follows Calvin, um, and someone who, not saying me, but a lot of people, including me, you try to as soon as the fixtures come out, the first thing you do is have a look and say, which is where can we get a night away here? And we've had some good ones in the last few years. Now, in fairness, unfortunately, in the two seasons in Division One, we didn't get in the way again with Kerry, which would have been nice. But we got Mayo. We, we got Mayo away. We got Cork away. We got a few decent ones, but. This year was the dream, really. Like Leitrim away the first day in Carrick and Shannon. The only thing that put a stop to that was there were still some restrictions on at the time, I think. Um, but Leitrim away was 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 dream stuff because obviously Carrick's a big party destination, and then London away 
on around Paddy's weekend and the one year would have made it a four day bike holiday <laughs> it's, a, it's an absolute dream stuff for, for uh, someone who ties their following of Cavan into having a few pints so fortunately it doesn't, and even, doesn't and suit me even for those that don't, it's 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 a dream following. I was yeah. saying over in the Diehards podcast that there, I know a lot of people that are saying, you know, oh yeah, you know, I had to go to this one, but you haven't been in a game in ten years. Yeah, yeah, but I had to go to this one. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is the stuff of dreams that, like, oh no, look at you after all that lockdown, and I followed Kevin the whole retro lockdown. I mean, you didn't have to go to a game. Yeah, yeah, it was tough being a supporter. That's this. So this is my this is my uh, my my present to myself. So. <laughs> It's amazing. It's great. How, how many, how many people are using the excuse of of supporting Calvin to get over to London for Paddy's weekend? I think it's a uh, it, it's at record numbers. Yeah, it definitely is. I, I haven't, I don't recall many Calvin games where there's been so much excitement and so many people talking about going. Like if Calvin were playing away anywhere, you know, Navan mm-hmm. or. Castle Blaney or Oma or someone. No, nobody would be coming up to you for weeks in advance going, are you going Oma? <laughs> like, yeah. It just wouldn't happen. But everyone is saying, are you going to London? Oh, Jesus, yeah, there's 19 of us. You know? yeah. So it's, it is, it's set up to be a big calf weekend. And you know, I, I wonder what the capacity is in McGovern Park and Ryslip because I think it's going to be bursting at the seams. And it's free in. It's free in as well, which is yeah. also attracting That's- a big calf crowd. That's the running joke on it, yeah. Is that that's uh, that was just free and sure every, every calf man is going to go to that one, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately for me, uh, I know you, you and Mickey are making a few days of it, but for me, I've I have uh, I'm only back from a holiday and I have two weddings coming up in the next two weeks, so I couldn't justify making a weekend of it, unfortunately. And I know I'm going to regret that because I say the crack out there is going to be brilliant. There's a function on Saturday night, too, I think, isn't there? I think there's one, there's a fundraising. A function Friday night tonight. There's then something on a function on Saturday night as well, and then um, obviously Sunday seems to be a lot of people are hanging around. Like I, I was laughing. The, the the worst thing about a, a two day bank holiday weekend, as in the Thursday Friday, is that most of the Irish are taken off the Monday. You know, or just or not or not giving in on 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 just having the two days before. We want one day after to to prepare ourselves to go back to work. But uh, just to let people know, McGovern Park has three thousand of a capacity, nineteen hundred and and fifty seats. So I'd say it should be okay. It should be okay. But it it'll be down close to full. It'll be full. They will be full because for a start there's a lot of cabin people in London and in the UK who are going to go to this game. Yeah. Uh, and there's an awful lot of people traveling. I heard there's fifty odd going from Shercock. Uh, alone. Right. I don't know how many people's in Shercock, but it's going to be fairly well <laughs> emptied out. Uh, Actually, I was talking to somebody who uh, who who had a wedding yesterday. I think it was, and and literally was jumping up this morning to get up to Shercock to get the bus. So that must have been the bus that they were going on. There um, you go. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there was a bus going from Shercock to get the airport over. Get to, so, so the, the banner that Shercock have. I've seen some of the Shercock boys breaking out this banner before, and it, it just. Has the Shercock colours and it says Supercox on tour. So the, <laughs> that, we're going to see the Supercox will have the banner out again over in Rice. No doubt, no doubt. Um, well, look at we're, we're we're going to start previewing the football, not just the, the social aspect of the weekend. But let's uh, let's jump in because on the Cavan Lives podcast uh, this week, it was the turn to talk to current selector with the Cav or with the London senior. Footballers, obviously, Fulham Irish manager, former Cavan footballer, former London footballer, former Butler's Bridge footballer. But um, we, we spoke with Lurkin Mulvey a little bit earlier on over in the Cavan Lives podcast. Yeah, I, I can't let you go without talking a wee bit about Sunday. 
looking yeah. forward to it? Absolutely, yeah, look. Um, Calvin's coming to town, yeah, it's great crack. A lot of boys coming over for, for the fun, um, but obviously there's a game in the middle of there somewhere. Um, where London's having a great year. Um, we've had three wins, but kind of come off the bandwagon a little bit in the last two. Uh, I think the Wexford game for me was most disappointing because it was there for us. We just didn't execute uh, some of the forward play the way we would have liked, and that was disappointing. I think the positive end of that was the first four games of the league, we were extremely competitive. Um, no more than two points in any game. Um, I think any other year, I'm 10 years involved with London now, player, manager, selector, whatever, and it's yo-yo stuff where you would be bet by Wexford by two points and then you could play Tipperary the week after and get bet by 15 points and it was very inconsistent. So that was probably the most pleasing thing for us was the four consistent games and then we tried a few things last week and, and, and players probably didn't show up as well as we would have liked and it was tough, tough Sligo were definitely a more physical organised team than we've than we've met this year. The one characteristic take out the Sligo game, but the one characteristic before that was was as you said consistency but but a fight back coming from behind seemed to be London's team. Yeah, well wins is obviously a massive uh, factors like the league has been the windy league I think this year for everybody um, but in saying that there's a real character in the team which is good um, the standard of football the standard of footballer in London has gone up because of Covid as I was kind of saying to you earlier but uh, it seems to be a few guys that have come over to, to get the kind of easier life in London for a while while, while it was probably closed up and boring here for lads um, and decided to play a bit of football and, and London has benefited from that so it's good it's good um, but yeah big day Sunday I look forward to it what, what do you expect? Well, I was, I'm expecting to Keevan Riley tells me the team this evening to be honest going to play all three full forward positions he, he doesn't well I'd say he will tell you he will alright yeah uh, yeah no look at Cavan are obviously the team in yeah. Division 4 it's disappointing to see them in it at all if I'm honest um, but look hopefully they will get out very quickly and, and move on with things but uh, disappointing result for Cavan last week I was I was really hoping Cavan would beat Tip yeah would have made this week promotion, easier for you yeah promotion would have been done the, the complacency thing is completely gone now because they'll want to get their their feet back on the ground and get running again so yeah it makes it a way tougher game for us now there's probably a bit of a bit of um, a bit of ignorance there to get it back the, the show back on the road now so a bit of a blip for Cavan a bit of a blip from us mm. as well I suppose so we'll be we'll be probably thinking similar similar thoughts but look at we're playing a very good Cavan team for Division 4 standards so what what do you say to the cornerback that's going to be Martin Keevan O'Reilly? He's yellow. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm messing Keevan, sorry. Um, no, look, Keevan was the main man for the bridge this year. Look, mm. he's, he's a class act in my eyes. Um, 
he's yet to probably make the full breakthrough with Cavan and, and dazzle the Cavan fans. Yeah, but I, I've no doubt he will at some stage. It's gonna it's gonna come soon. He made a good start of it last weekend. One yeah. one and, yeah. and, and look good. Ah, uh, he's looking. It's only a start for him. I think he, he needs to get a bit more comfortable there and 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 make that make that corner forward spot his own, even yeah. full forward possibly. The way teams play now, he could be anywhere in the forward six. So yeah. look at go with it. Um, but uh, hopefully there's a couple more bridge guys follow on his, his footsteps. Um, senior team now. That's interesting. So that's it. yeah, that's it. good luck to them. First and foremost, Paul, then he brings in, and, and, and it's a very valid point. So obviously, London with a great start to the league. Cavan with a great start to the league. Cavan are a wounded animal now. London looking to get back and winning ways after two defeats. Um, that from a London point of view, they'd have much preferred Cavan be Tipperary and are coming over on you know a, a kind of celebratory weekend. Now Cavan mean business and they have to do the job in, in, in Ryslip. Mm, yeah, that's... That's it exactly, but you know, uh, I suppose Cavan would prefer that London were nearly promoted or were coming on a winning run. I know that sounds sort of um, counterintuitive, but London are playing for their lives there too because I know they've won three games and they could say it's bonus territory. But I've been very impressed with with um, any interviews I've seen with the London boys. I've heard Liam Gavigan and uh, another player, fellow from Galway, I can't remember his name. That, interviewed a few weeks ago I think that was after the one that maybe their first two games on off the ball I was really impressed with them how uh, the, the bond that's, that's there among the London lads like and you can hear it there with Lorcan as well the, this manager they have like a born and bred Londoner of Kilkenny heritage like, I'm really impressed with him I think put, it's an extraordinary job he's done now, I know that the wheels have come off a wee bit in the last two rounds but I, I don't think London are going to throw their arse at this one at all I think London on home ground now with a big crowd they're going to be thinking let's win this and uh, put ourselves in position for promotion now they've a tough they've Tipperary away I think in the last day so that's going to be mm. difficult because Tipper are looking for promotion there too but so you, you could possibly argue they've got the two best teams in it in the last two games well like we think Cavan are probably the best team in it and Tipper the team that beat Cavan so there's a strong argument to be made so it's a tough run in for London but they'll be looking at it and saying at least it's a, at least it's a home and that's a huge benefit to them there's no arguing because Cavan are top of the table, Tipper and second with seven points. So they're playing the top two teams in, in the division in their last two games, London. Um, so it, it, it is a big, big ask for them. It's interesting um, that London, you know, started with three wins in a row over Wexford, Leitrim and Waterford, wasn't it? Or Carlo? Uh, the big, the big Carlo in the first game and there were, there were nine or 10 points down in that game. And like you have to remember, like they hadn't played in two years. The only game they had played was a game against a, a rest of Britain selection, I think, for a, to mark a 15th anniversary of something or something like that. I remember reading that. That was the only game they had to come together and actually played. So they were given no chance at all coming into this league. Like Kevin Egan did the preview for us, and he said one of the big pluses of, of the fixture list this year is that Cavan have London uh, away because there's no point wasting a home game on London because you're going to beat them anyway. And uh, at least you, your home games are saved for some of the stronger teams, and you know that was that was probably disrespectful and dismissive of London. But you could see where he's coming from because they have been in Division Four for a long time, and they haven't haven't won three games in Division Four before that I can remember. And you know they've lost a lot of players and they haven't played in two years, so that makes it all the more remarkable. If you had a hit, hit pause when they were nine or ten points down against Carlow in round one and said in the, in the next in, a, in three weeks time. 
Yeah, next few weeks they're gonna they're gonna win this game and then they're gonna win the next two games and they're gonna be Leitrim like uh, in the Airdome or in the out, outside the Airdome. That was an outdoor game, but I played it at the Connacht Centre of Excellence. But that was a f- fantastic win as well. Um, and again, came from behind. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's that characteristic. There seems to be a strong never say die attitude. And from what I gather about London. What they've done differently, sorry, it was Wexford and Sligo are, are the two games that they've lost. What they've done differently is they, they've tried to evolve the, te- the team plan, the game plan a little bit over those two games and um, reading and listening to to kind of interviews with, with players, with managers, even talking to Lurkin, that they seem to think, look, we need to just go back to what was working in the first three games. Let's simplify it. Let's do the things that work really well for us. And, uh, and 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 take it to the basics again. So um, it'll be interesting to see now this week. Is it? Uh, and and it looks like it will be a, a really strongly well organised defence working the ball at speed on a counter attack against Cavan in their home ground in, in McGovern Park because I think that's where they seem to have got a lot of a lot of um, benefit from. And if you were looking at Cavan from the opposite side of the of the the table. You'd be saying Cavan aren't breaking down mass defenses that well. They're not. They're not doing that well going forward against a really well organised, congested defence. Yeah, and the funny thing is, um, I was talking to someone who who was telling me that they bumped into Mickey Graham somewhere. And we're talking about the game. Now this is kind of toward hand stuff, but but what he told me was that that Mickey made a comment, sort of uh, half in jest, wholly in earnest, as they say. And Mickey says, "Look, we we were worried we weren't scoring goals and." We created more goal chances in that game than, than we had in the league up to that point, and that, that's another way of looking fact. at it. Which is a fact. Like Cavan did create five goal chances in, in that half, so I'd imagine Cavan, yeah, six total. I'd imagine Cavan would be taking positives from that. And when they look at the video, they're probably wondering how they didn't win that game. To be fair, um, mm. but Cavan well, don't traditionally do well against the mass defence. That, that's one yeah. thing. We have over the years we haven't. We did point out on 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 the podcast on the diehard podcast when we reviewed the the Tipperary game. Cavan missed four goals in fourteen. Um, now the the fourteen is to drop shorts that are the real issue there. But again, and I always seem like a heart back to this one in these sort of situations. In order to score, you've got to create the opportunity. Then you've got to execute the the moment to get the score and, and, and make a count on the scoreboard. But if you're not creating the chances, which Cavan really weren't against Sligo and, and previous teams, you're not going to score the chances at any point. Now Cavan have created the chances, they just haven't scored them. So it's the execution in that final moment that Cavan need to get right. That's only one step away from getting it right. Whereas when you're not creating the chances, you're two steps away from getting it right. So I think that there there are positives come out of that Tipperary game. I know we'll we'll take it back to the worst ever comparison. I don't see it anywhere close to that. It's creating that number of chances, five or six. um, Yeah. So creating something like 621, like that is good. Yeah, that that that's a good rate of, of chance creation. It's just about getting the conversion rate up from that point. So I think Mickey Graham will be happy enough. And whether it be Waterford or it be London, some team is going to be on the end of a of a of a high end trobin by this Cavan team, I predict, before the end of this league or even in the league final. Some team will be well beaten by this Cavan team. Yeah, but look, I, I've often 
I remember loads of times over the years when we've when we've uh, had this conversation, and I remember in Terry Highland's time once or twice, Terry said, "I think I think we're going to click and give some team a good trim in there one of these days." Sometimes it happens, and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, so yeah, Kevin, when you see a team missing a load of chances, you do think that. Well, look, if they keep creating those chances on on a given day, they're going to take them all. They're going to take most of them. They're going to hammer someone. You would like to think that Kevin might be hammering teams in this division anyway, um, but for one reason or another, it's not happening. And, I, you know, I think they'll be doing well to hammer London. But the only thing is Kevin are going to be sore. Um, and that's something that Lorcan Mulvey was touching on as well. Like, the motivation is going to be very high. And Kevin sometimes are better coming in in that position. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if you if you would agree with this, Damien, but I don't think we cope well when, um, when we've, we've the favourites tag and we're expected to win the game easily. I, I, I do. I often get the sense that Kevin, uh, we get complacent. And that's how we can get caught out. And there's been many games over the years where we've been favourites and lost. M- most games um, of the bad losses that Cavan have been favourites for. Like even th- like Tipperary, obviously, at the weekend. But we were favourites when we played Tipperary in the qualifiers a couple of years ago. We were favourites when we played Derry in the qualifiers. Uh, so I'm not talking about even playing the likes of Tyrone when we're generally underdogs. But there's been loads of games that Cavan have been strongly fancied to win and haven't won it. So we're strongly fancied this weekend. We're 10-1 to 1 on to win it. Um, London are 13 to 2. So, Kevin, Kevin, do have experience of playing there. I was actually looking, if you remember, myself and yourself did did the, um, the commentary on that one from Northern Sound. That was 2015, was it? 2015, yeah. That was the day where Rory Dunn and Killian Clark both got injured uh, early in the game. But I was just actually looking at the, at the Cavan team. So, there's quite a bit of, of uh, turnover since. Still Rim. a bit of overlap, is there? Ah, there Killian is. Clark, yeah, the team was Ray, Ray Galligan, um, Jason McLaughlin, Rory Dunn and Killian Clark. So you have three there so far. Kieran yeah. Brady, uh, obviously injured. Fergal Flanagan and Damien O'Reilly. So you've only got three that's going to be playing there. Uh, Mossy Core and Grove McCarran, who scored 1-6 from, all from play. Mental. Four. Uh, that's four. Darby Feedy, Niall Murray and Martin O'Reilly. So Martin, you might... Niall, Martin could both play at the weekend. Yeah, so you have potentially six. Rona Flanagan, uh, Mick Argue, and Niall McDermott. So you have, you have seven. Okay. And the, the subs that came on were uh, Kean Mackey, uh, James McEnroe, Mark McKeever. Don't Pete, think he'll play at the weekend. <laughs> P. Smith, I presume that's uh, Paul Lukey from, from Casaran. Yeah, um, probably was. Killian Brady. And E. Riley. E. Riley is who? Ella. E. Riley. Hardly Ender. No, I don't think it was Ender. Uh, he's O'Reilly anyway, but there might have been a... Mm. Like, uh, maybe it was Barry Riley. I'd say it was probably B. Riley. It's listed as E. Most Riley here. I'd say it was probably Barry was on the panel in Most 2015. That was the year they went to New York, so I think Barry was on the panel that year. But um, You're associating that Barry went on the panel just because they're going to New York? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm not implying that. He'd never do something like that. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's like look, that's eight players. That's eight players that are, that are available to it. Like what I love about this London team, and we we way back then, um, twenty fifteen, and we were talking about it between London and between New York, was that the the big issue was they were relying on players from outside of the county, which was New York or London, to come in, spend a bit of time in the area, prop up the county team, and 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 push on. But now. The London captain is is London born, London bred, played against Mayo 
in uh, in in that in that Connacht Championship of 2012, was it when Mayo went all the way to the All Ireland final and London took them to extra time in the opening round of the Connacht Championship? Came on that day, so there's there's a lot of London players. There's ten players on the London panel that are London born, London bred, and that's the way London need to go. And London are making strides in that direction. And I think that, that only feeds well, even if you supplement those 10 players, hopefully bring them up to maybe 15 or 20 players, supplement them with a bit of quality that comes in and out because there's fluctuation in any panel. But if you have 10 or 12 or 14 players that are consistently there five years in a row, six years in a row, you're going to have a better chance of success. And that's where London, I think, are starting to make the progress. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, it's it's an extraordinary story, that. Like, and New York as well um, are competing really strongly in the Fela every year. Uh, like New mm. York actually won Division One, and, and uh, London doing really well in the Fela, and and like drawing players from from tough areas as well. A lot of, a lot of kids from African backgrounds and stuff like that, and and uh, you have Irish lads there working really hard and introducing those lads to football, and they're doing brilliant. And it's it's actually one of the the real feel good stories in the GA that that um, London and New York have got these reams of of young lads coming up who are some of them second generation. I um. American or, or British, but some of them no Irish blood in them at all, and they've just got introduced to the game. Like you're dead right, that is the way it has to go for them because you know it. Like you have to ask the question: What is the purpose of the London team? Like, is it to is it to go out and win win stuff, or is it to to have a strong GA presence in in you know the nearest major city to Ireland? And I'd say for a long time it was that it was the latter, but I'd say at this stage now, fellas are ambitious and they're just saying, look, we're putting in a big effort. Um, the league is there. There's a chance to, that you could win a division, division four medal. You could get it playing at Crow Park. They played in the Connacht final. Like Lorcan got an All Star nomination. So I'd say the bar has risen for London in the last few years. So they're probably looking at it and saying, "Well, you know, we can't be just relying on the whims of the Irish economy here, or some fella whose work brings them over to London or whatever it is. We can start producing our own lads, complemented by the fellas who happen to be in, be here." Um, you know, that's that gives them a great chance. Like it's and again, just to go back to, to their management, like I think it's I think they've done an unbelievable job. And in fairness, it's been well recognized, it's been recognized in in print media and on the radio. Like there's been a lot of coverage about it. And it's it's a pity that the wheels have come off in the last two games. But for them to win the first three games, like that is something that has never happened before. They only won the first round of the league once, and that was 1991 with the Um and nobody could remember when they won the first two rounds of the league. That was the actual quote I read in the Sunday Times. He just says, no one can remember. So for them to win three in a row, we'll, we'll tell you, like, and for them to do it coming off that two-year layoff, it's 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 unbelievable. But I don't, I, I don't, I'm trying to be careful here not to be patronising because uh, they're obviously a good team. They are obviously a good team. Like, it's like, it always reminds me of a quote in Roy Keane's book when he was talking about being manager of Ipswich. And you'll probably back this up, Damien, as a manager. 
it's easy for people to shout and from the sideline and be a hoarder on the ditch or whatever. But as Roy Keane says, it's it's bloody hard to win football matches. He says it's not easy to win football matches, no matter what level of management or coaching you're involved in, because you know, you know, so much has to go right for you. And London have gone and won three competitive games. You think about the hundreds and thousands of man hours that goes into every intercounty match now at this stage, with video analysis and fellas traveling the train and all the rest of it. It's hard to win matches. And uh, mm. probably sometimes don't appreciate that. So for London to win the first three rounds was great going. It definitely was. It definitely was. Um, going through the team, obviously Thomas Galligan is back now and available. Killian Clark, you'd imagine is fit to start after coming on about the Sligo and, and the Tipperary games. Um, do the boat just slot back into the team for you? I think we need Thomas in the middle of the field and we need Killian in the team as well, yeah. I do think that. Um, thought we were a poor midfield the last day. Uh, obviously, I wasn't at the Sligo game, but I understand that Killian Clark and Jerry Smith were like had torn that game when they came on. I thought Killian again was moving well when he came on the last day won a kicker or two as well so I would bring them both into the team yeah to be honest who comes out good question um, I don't know I don't really want to name names here I look like I'm, I'm picking on players but uh, someone has, someone's going to have to go it's, it's becoming extremely competitive I'm just looking at it like you're looking through so the team that started against Tipperary Ray Galligan of the outfield players Evan Finnegan Pork Faulkner Killian the Gunner Jason McLaughlin Connor Mina Ushin Kieran and James Smith Michael Argue Jared Smith um, Grove McKeon and Keen Madden Quiven O'Reilly Patrick Lynch Chris Conroy like for me Killian the Gunner is in season or player of the year territory he's playing that well at the moment Park Faulkner He's having up and down performances, but his ups are extremely high. And you know, the more you play a park, the better he's getting every single game. And it, it, it just seems to be he's growing in confidence. Jason McLaughlin is playing exceptionally well. I think Oshin Kiernan is in a bounce back season because I don't think he had his best year last yeah. year. But I think this year he's looking like he's a Rolls Royce again. Beautiful left foot, athletic, driving forward at pace, brings brings intelligence and pace to the Cavan attack, but yet really good in defence. Jim Smith wasn't that outstanding against uh, Tipperary, but up to that, I thought he was he was just brilliant in the middle of the field for Cavan. Jerry Smith, a wing half forward, is working well. I think Kean Madden's doing well. Garoji can't drop. Quiven O'Reilly's looking good on the inside line. Like There's a lot of players there for me that are that are nailed on. Mm. You know? But you still probably have five that are, are, are pushing and fighting to... to to shine or to hold off the likes of uh, Thomas Galligan coming in or a uh, Cormac O'Reilly or a uh, um you know Killian Clark obviously lads like that Luke Fortune there's there's Niall Smith or Niall Murray I mean pushing for it so there's there's a lot of competition for places at the moment I think mm, there is yeah well like that's sort that's sort of a little uh, disciplinary issue that raises head there a couple of rounds back shook up the team. Um, and it has left fellas coming in. I'd say that probably opened the door for Keevan O'Reilly, for example. Uh, if people don't know what we're talking about, there was, just, there was a little disciplinary matter and a couple of players were left off. I didn't get the ins and outs of it, but I know that much. But I, I, I felt that that opened the door for Keevan O'Reilly. And it's like the old phrase where, where um, luck is where opportunity meets preparation. Like he, he got in there and he had been working hard, obviously, and he, he's taken his chance. And I think he's he's the incumbent now in the, that corner forward jersey. Like one won the last day. So he's he's not going to be dropped, and the likes of Cormac O'Reilly, uh, Oshin Brady. I don't know where what 
is he injured or what was going on there? He didn't feature the last day. And Nick, he was a starter in the first couple of rounds. Thomas Edward Dunahoo did himself no harm at all last week. I thought he came on and worked mm. really hard, stole a couple of turnovers. Um, Stephen Smith seems to be well regarded there and he's been coming on as well. I think possibly um, Thomas might come in for Michael Argue in the middle of the field. I think they're trying to get as much game time into Michael as they can um, and have him as a big option there, literally, in the uh, come championship. And, you know, I think he's getting, getting he, like he missed a while uh, of county football and I think he's getting to the, back to himself now. Um, I think he, he is like, so it will do his confidence no harm as well to get those few starts. So possibly Thomas comes in for Michael Argue. Um, Evan Finnegan as a, as a new man into the team, like he hasn't done anything wrong. Maybe he'll be the one to make way for Killian Clark. Like at the end of the day, Killian Clark's an established regular player, and he's he's a guaranteed starter when he's fit. And I think he's mm. this is a game now that Calvin have to win to get promoted. So I think the, your your best foot goes forward here, and possibly Evan feels the squeeze there, or maybe Chris Conroy, even though he seems to be pretty integral to the to the game plan and the management have <clears throat> obviously rated him very highly. He's a he's a starter now. In fairness, uh, every time he goes out, more or less every game, but. Uh, possibly because and it's not picking on any of those lads it's just a process of elimination as you mentioned Ocean Cairn and, um, I thought Conor Mine had a very good first half the last day lots of lads there that are, that are going to be hard to drop so look at it <clears throat> I suppose that generally the Cavan team picks itself up as far as probably number 10 and after that you just throw all the pieces in the air and see where they land but uh, it'll be interesting to see now and it'll be very interesting to see who makes the, 20, the 24 or 26 is it 26 for league games yeah, twenty six. Um, yeah, yeah, and who who comes on? So, yeah, the other thing that we are going to start to notice now is w- there's three more games. Hopefully, if Cavan make the league final, then you have a weekend free, and then you're in the Antrim. I think it's one weekend or maybe two. Is it? Is it two? Is two weekends free, and then you're you've got the Antrim game. So, you know, guys have to be making their making their push for a place on the team, a place in the twenty six at this stage. You can't be holding back, and I understand that. That Connor Brady isn't too far away from uh from making a return either. Um, you know, Kieran Brady may not be that far away. I, I don't know exactly where he is, but the talk was at the time that with the operation all he'd be back for April. So we're only a couple of weeks out from April. Um so all all that's coming in at the right time for Cav and that there's there's quality Connor Smith should be coming back in fairly soon as well. Um after that 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 injury in the league game earlier on in the year. So I just think that we're going to start seeing real competition, real aggression with the lads to try and take their chances when they get them. And and chances are hard come by in terms of getting them for league. You get your chance every time you go out and train with Cavan, but those lads want to want to impress once they get onto the field and put on the blue jersey. And, and that I think this weekend we'll see lads really chomping at the bit and pushing hard for a win here. And, um. We could see a good performance. We should see a really good performance from Cav. And considering last week they were so disappointed themselves, talking to a couple of players, they they were gutted with the results. So, um, yeah, looking looking forward to it. I think it should be should be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Well, any listeners now, if they want to get out the old dog and bone demo and uh, listen to the Patreon podcast after the game, we'll try and bang something out because I know you boys will be going uh, on a tour of the the uh, emporiums of London after whereas I'll be like a sensible little boy I'll be heading back to Luton Airport and coming home but uh, 
yeah, looking forward to it, Damien. And see you what over there. What we're going to do is do a match weekend diary. So myself and Mickey Brennan traveling on Saturday night over to, to London and um then try trying to fly back on, I say loosely on the Monday. Um we will get back to Ireland on Monday, but we do a match weekend diary. But do you know what I'm just thinking, Paul? What we'll do over on the diehards service is um if people are heading over to London, send us a wee voice note on wearecavan at gmail.com and we'll put together a, a collage of Cavan's experiences of London, um, whether it be at the game, on the way to the game, on the way home from the game. If you send us a wee voice note over to wearecavan at gmail.com, we'll put it together for the Diehards podcast next week. We better crack to listen to the Cavan experiences in London. So the, the super cocks and the, the killing cares that are heading over will be delighted to hear what the bus journeys are like in those and the, and the, and the hotel facilities around uh, London, Fair City. Yeah, hotel. what the hotels are like before and after. <laughs> exactly. Thanks a million, folks, for listening to the McAvoy Supervisor GEO podcast. Hope you enjoy the weekend in London. Hope Cavan get a victory in Rice Lip and we all make it back home safe.